Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35 that's D-C-N-E-W-S-3-5 DCNEWS35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com Well, hey there, all you DC Comics News fans, comic book fans, fans of lists and podcasts, and all that other fun stuff we try and cover here on the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I'm your host, Seth Singleton, episode number 106, charging on in through May, and we are coming up on June. It's just seconds away. Can you feel it? I don't know. Sometimes when I hear that, all I can hear is the uh, Jackson 5 singing, Can You Feel It? And... Uh, if you're with me, well, put on a groove, add a tune, do a little hum, do whatever it is that you enjoy to do while we're hanging out talking about great comics. And great comics are pretty much all I'm ever going to offer for you on this show. Sometimes a little slice of life, sometimes a little misdirection. Either way, it's going to be comics related, kicking off our first one here on episode number 106 is Catwoman number 31. Ram V, man, over and over and over again, masterful, brilliant, wonderful, matched with Fernando Blanco, really capturing that feeling, that, that, that wonderful, illustrious vibe that is Catwoman. Jordi Belair with the colors, bringing it all to beautiful brilliance. Tom Napolitano with the letters that shape the words. Then, of course, we've got quite the combination. We've got Robson Rocha, Daniel Enriquez, and Rain Barreto on the original cover with a Jenny Frisson variant cover. You're guaranteed the first one has a, a lovely uh, touch of humor. The second is beautiful, nostalgic a bit, uh, honorary and homage and, and feels a little bit um, perfect with that sepia tone feel to it. Love how we start right with the action and a confrontation between Catwoman, who, yes, is in costume, and talking to a Mr. Roy and explaining how it is that she has robbed him, something that will be explained throughout the pages. Ramphy definitely understands what a caper requires. He knows exactly how to set the mood, provide the wonderful... Uh, narration from Catwoman as the beautiful panels uh, are broken down from art to color and laid out just with a really nice awareness and touch. And then of course it brings us to the uh, the crux of this episode, this issue, which is why she's doing it all and what is it that is so precious to steal. Interesting point to note, it's not about the what. 
but it is about another noun. So, if you've been following along with Catwoman so far, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This has already been something that was anticipated, because right now, Catwoman is in it. And because she's in it, she knows that once you commit, you very rarely can pull back. And if you do, you'll probably suffer twice as much as if you had simply followed through. Her decision instead is to dive into the fray as is so perfect and Catwoman-esque of her to do. And Selena Kyle is interesting in the way that she not only shifts between smooth, sleek, exotic woman of the ballroom to dangerous, lethal, equally impressive and mysterious as Catwoman. And yet then there are things that are so textbook. She feels just like a master thief. There are things that are so heartwarming that she feels like such an honest and compelling and compassionate person. And then of course you get to a very interesting ending. One that definitely points to bigger players behind the scenes. One of whom is also I think uh, a figure that you'll see in other Bat-themed comics right now, someone who had risen to quite some prominence by the time we got into the future state stories, and also a recent foe of Catwoman's, someone who, it appears, has been engineered, or at least prepared by the uh, figure in the shadows in the background, and then a mystery, a possibility. But before that, the wonderful feeling of what it means to give someone hope and to offer them a chance, and also how in that there can be that sense, that feeling of a new beginning. Lots of great things to enjoy here, and also a, uh, a dark foreshadowing of things to come in the future. You're, uh, you're going to hear some background noises sometimes from my French Bulldog Bruno, but also it's one of those really nice afternoons where the barbecues are out and people are grilling and life feels good for a lot of folks. So should you catch any of that, just close your eyes, picture yourself in that sunny place and ride along with me as we continue on with the spinner rack. For this next choice, I decided to go with Justice League number 61. Now, this one really intrigues me simply for the fact that, one, I've, I've enjoyed the main story that Bendis has been, sorry, Brian Michael Bendis has been crafting, and I get a big uh, kick out of some of the traditional elements he employs, whether it's the uh, roll call lineup on the first page, whether it is uh, a certain feel for the way characters are introduced, He's joined by David Marquez on art, with Tamara Bonvalon on colors, Josh Reed on letters, and Marquez and Bonvalon providing an original cover, with Kale New providing the variant cover. Always hopeful I said any of those names correctly, and if I got them wrong, please reach out and find me. I try and leave you plenty of ways at the end to let me know. Love the original cover on this one with Naomi and <laughs> the classic superhero striking the ground pose. Lots of you know, interesting and still un 
not unrecorded, but unparalleled uh, power displays that, that make Batman question and make Superman wonder. And then a variant cover that uh, <laughs> for me is a lot of fun just seeing Brutus clearly getting taken advantage of by Naomi, who just looks so radiant. And I love that her powers come off of her in like a gold. So what we learn about Brutus is that what he's been doing is something of a scouting, but it's one that costs a lot of energy. Just because he wants to go back, because now he thinks he's got it figured out, doesn't mean that the others there on the world that is so bleak and horrible, they've been trying to figure another one to find. And now, how it is that heroes who have seen Brutus arrive on Earth and are none too pleased by it, whether it's Black Adam or the rest of the Justice League. And a decision was made at the end of the last issue to find out what is on the other side of the portal that Brutus keeps using to come to their world. At the end of last issue, they arrived, and Naomi was the only one shown. She was all by herself. Well, that scenario is repeating for the other heroes as they arrive on this new place, this new planet, this version of a world that might be like Earth. We'll learn more. Don't worry about Bruno snoring in the background. He gets bored by everything. Plus, he played a lot this morning, so he's not going to be as interested in this as I am or as you will, or if you haven't read it yet, as you should be, because what we get the chance to see is how each member reacts on their own, potentially how they can immediately partner with those in close proximity, and how one character's unique power set is, is like a beacon for everyone to come running to. And because of that, we get eventually a near assemblance of the team. For those who are in present, there are some difficult, painful possibilities. I mean, one is Aquaman, who does not look like the transference, the uh, portaling has done well for him. And maybe he's even getting a, a prescient sense um, this is someone who has been so connected to the seas, and who knows, maybe on this planet there are no seas. We're, we'll find out more as we go along, but there's also just the classic Bendis dialogue, exchanges about relationships and personalities, and then there is the moment when it appears that some of the big players are either out of their element or uh, struggling to keep up, and then there's a very ominous appearance at the end of this part of the issue. Because then we shift gears and move into the backup story. A Justice League dark story with a lot of your favorite and a few new faces. And man, if you've been enjoying Justice League dark, if you've enjoyed what Ram V did with them, what Tynan did, what so many of these great creators have offered us through this story about the mystical and the magical well you're going to enjoy this backup you're going to thank me for it later and if you're already reading it you're going to be cheering along saying see i've been telling everybody nobody's listening this is some of the best stuff you can find whether it's pages layout story another one from ram v with art by Yermanico or zermanico ah leave it to me to mess up pronouncing a name right Colors by Ramona Fajardo Jr., Letters by Rob Lay, and overall, <laughs> uh, 
uh, both whimsical, both fun and magic and mysterious backup story that, man, I mean, it, it, if you like writing and inspires you want to write like that, if you love stories and inspires you want to read more stories like that, if you love art, guess what? It's going to inspire you on that too. And with that, we are finished with my first two choices for this week. That means it's time for a quick ad break before we bring things on back around for my third, fourth, and fifth choices. In the moment, the snoring sounds of Bruno as we move into the ads. I allow you to soak in and then come back where I'll be here with you. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35 that's D-C-N-E-W-S-3-5 DCNews35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com Hi everyone I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> no. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. 
Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and battle me, nerds. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For f**k's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. Here's <laughs> <laughs> hoping. <laughs> we're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be That's talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're Back gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And just like that, back in a flash, Back with a, uh, a wondrous fury. We have returned to the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 106, Bruno the French Bulldog. You hear him there, snoring in the background, had a big play day, chilling on the couch with his big sister. Gotta love the uh, next book we've got. I'm talking about Nightwing number 80, Leaping into the Light, part 3. Absolutely stunning covers to choose from. The original is just, <laughs> reminds you of all those great sort of 
vertigo slash Hitchcockian moments, and then the variant. My goodness. The original by Bruno Redondo, the variant by Jamal Campbell, who just continues to blow me away with his capturing of light and colors. There's something playful about the way Nightwing is dancing on wires, making his own Nightwing symbol with his pose. And uh, it looks like a Superman shirt drawing on a clothesline right near the uh, front of the perspective. It's it's absolutely with the sun, man. I mean, there are a few things. I'm, I'm already buying it. Like, it's just a given. I see that and I don't have to ask any questions. Tom Taylor's story with Nightwing has continued to delight and amuse and it's good stuff, really. Bruno Redondo's art, absolutely, uh, really, just it captures these wonderful things that you wanted to capture. And with Adriano's color, Adriano Lucas's colors, you can see them right on that first panel with uh, the sun streaming in through the window and the uh, new, well, not quite four-legged, but the new furry friend of uh, Dick Grayson barking away. <laughs> You've got the great letters from Wes Abbott capturing the voice of Grayson, the police, Barbara, you name it. And the events that wrapped up 70, or I'm sorry, 79, correct, that, uh, that showed us a new danger out there in Bloodhaven, it, it's unfortunately brought itself around back to Grayson because he recently came into a gift from Alfred and he's been trying to do something with it. But no good deed goes unpunished, often for heroes, and after a brief a humbling exchange between detectives and Barbara Gordon. We then get some really awesome panel and layout work uh, while the story just propels us along. They, together, Dick and Barbara, begin to look into the new villain facing Bloodhaven. And then we get a great team up, two Robins, one former, one present, and a chance to take advantage of the youth of one Robin to find out what's going on in a tent city that Dick recently stumbled into after he was <clears throat> pickpocketed. Yes, there's plenty of great jokes in there. Still a running gag about how, you know, for being such a master crime fighter, he got pickpocketed by some teenage kids. And we also get introduced to a reminder that there are those who don't want any interference, who don't want anyone to get involved. Most certainly a tent full or a tent city full of kids who are taking money away from Blockbuster, the local thug who's been running things and who has hired some dangerous talent to step in and provide the muscle, <laughs> which is then a great moment when uh, Grayson and the other Robin get the chance to, well, talk a little trash about how lousy it's got to be to be so low of a criminal that you're about to beat up kids. And then comes what has to be one of the really loveliest in a while that I've seen fight scene descriptions. They just, man, so it's page 20. It, it's awesome. It's so well drawn. It's so well like timed. It's really a lot of fun. I enjoyed every minute. But there is a growing mystery. There is someone who decides to 
create some confusion, some misdirection, and lead to a soon standoff. Not quite yet. It's teased in this issue, but it'll be next issue when we find out more. In the meantime, great storytelling, lovely character development, great dialogue. I mean, the colors are gorgeous. The voices are rendered perfectly by the letters. It's a complete package. This book struggles to do anything wrong, and it, it just does right so well. So good. You know, there's just sometimes when it's that good, you just gotta smile a little. You don't have to, but why not? It's fun and it feels good. Smiling's just one of those things I can keep doing more and more and more each and every day. And with that, I bring us to our next choice, my third one on the books, and that would be Wonder Girl, number one. Now this one's fun. This, this one's pretty awesome. I don't know if you heard it. I had to check for a second. I think that was my French bulldog, Bruno, just giving a like an excitement. <laughs> Joelle Jones, writer and artist, just creating such a vivid, vivid story. Uh, Jordi Belair's colors match all of the intention of the art and the story, bring it to life with brightness and shadows. Uh, Clayton Cowell's letters, I mean... The guy's been on so many things, and what he brings to life here, the, the, the wondrous mix of personalities, because we have a story that crosses many boundaries, and as it does, we are introduced to an interesting conflict for uh, Yara, and, and what it will mean for her to be Wonder Girl and, and face what looks like a... <laughs> A very dangerous set of challenges. Oh, by the way, Jones and Belair, yeah, they team up for that uh, original cover. There's also a really awesome variant cover by Bill Quis Evely and Mateus Lopez. There's a J. Campbell one with uh, Sabine Rich. And there's a Rafael Grampa team variant cover. So, you know, you can get one all more. We talked about it all in the podcast one time because it's just a stunning combination of art and covers. But back inside, as I mentioned, oh, and about these covers, the original is awesome. It's just got this like kind of whirlwind, storm, swirling chaos. But behind it all, you know, is the beauty and wonder of waterfalls and the, the kind of grace and glory that sometimes conjured up with the mascara. And then we have a great variant that, that sort of captures Yara in this very very natural place full of greenery and vines and shrubs and and we have an opening with a powerful memory one in which we see the fight and spirit of yara and also the tragedy when even that fight and spirit can't overcome the cruelty of other humans and the pain of trying to be strong and losing a loved one in the process the arrival of Yara, where she appears on Themyscira, or sorry, <laughs> in Brazil, and the reaction that occurs in so many places, whether it's in Themyscira, whether it's at Mount Olympus, whether it's Bonamigdal. And there's this lovely two-page spread that just has Yara walking down the street and saying, I don't know if it's just me or the jet lag, but it feels like the whole world's watching. And so many significant characters from the DC universe are pausing and paying attention to a shift in the very fabric of things 
Now, what does this all mean? Well, we're, of course, distracted by Yara, who's on a, uh, a tour in which she is trying to find out a little bit more about her history. And as she's going on the tour, she, of course, is given an opportunity to display her powers and do right where others simply stand by. But there is also a grave, grave warning suggested by those in residence at Themyscira and Bonamigdal, and also an opportunity seen in Mount Olympus. Those players I'll allow you to discover by reading this issue. Not my job to give them away, but we do get some great commentary on social media and influencers, as they're called, and informers, and <laughs> also a wonderful twist in which a new entity is brought into the picture and a mysterious possibility is left dangling before our eyes. What a great way to leave off a first issue. What a great cliffhanger. What a great beginning to a story arc. I'm a huge fan of what I saw from uh, Wonder Girl in the Future State series. And I think this is a, uh, a great series. I'm going to look forward to collecting issue by issue. This was the, uh, the one that did it for me. That's really all it took, all I needed. My pleasure to share it with you. And now, my pleasure to bring to you yet another great book. I mean, it gets pretty fun when you can just cruise around like this. For my fifth and final for this week, I've decided to share with you Flash number 770. This series, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Flash fan. Maybe I just love when a great character gets the classic treatment. Because this one, this one is so much fun. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a reminder for me of all of the great things that a Flash story, a DC comic story can tell. Because of all the wonderful history and all the things that have come before that have established ideas that can be played off of by writers who are looking for that window. How do you tell a new story? Well, you find a place to look and you see what catches your eye. And then, well, you do the great thing that great writers do, which is you tell something new about it. Something that nobody knew before. The Flash has been bouncing around. Things have been mildly chaotic for him, to say the least. And it began with an occurrence a few issues back when there was damage to the Speed Force and he was pulled into it while attempting to uh, retire. Now, required to use his powers because wherever there is an occurrence of the Speed Force, he is drawn there in time and must prevent what is an eventual very dangerous explosion of power, the kind that can wipe out half of life on Earth. Does this mean, potentially, that Wally West uh, <laughs> wiped out some things in order to find this out? You're going to have to go back to the series to uh, learn that information. I would feel wrong to simply take it away from you like that. However, what I will share is that this newest turn in events for Wally has brought him to a story that takes place before he arrives. A mission between the Golden Age Flash, that's right, Jay Garrick, and a man named Ray Terrell, someone who I only came across because of uh, the Ray comic series back in the 90s, of whom Ray Terrell was supposed to be the father of the newest version of Ray, who uh, has the ability to use light in some very impressive ways and teamed up with Jay Garrick. They embark on a mission 
and sadly encounter a big problem. There's a reason why so many costume heroes weren't able to operate during World War II over during the conflict and play an active role in battle. That's because Adolf Hitler had in his possession, according to comics theory, a weapon known as the Spear of Destiny, said to have pierced the side of Jesus Christ on, on the cross and then be imbued with unbelievable powers, the likes of which can give the person wielding it everything they dream of and make them invincible. So, this spear, which Adolf is claimed to possess, is actually uh, something that is part of the mission for Jay Garrick and Terrell, but when they arrive, the person who is carrying it has an ability to negate their powers, which leaves them quickly susceptible to capture, imprisonment, five weeks of torture, and then Wally West arrives on the scene. Unaware of what's been going on, still trying to capture a sense of what it's like to be in yet another new body, one that's been abused and tortured, while also still able to communicate with Barry, Mr. Terrific, Oliver Queen, and a few others back in the present where this story all began, and the, the chance to work with Ray Terrell to have an opportunity to uh, <laughs> have some really fun moments in history, to also further the story in a very interesting direction, and also then to give us just a little bit of that wonder that is DC Comics during the time of World War II, its golden age for heroes, and, well... When you jump off of this moving train, you never know where you're going to land. And the final page suggests a very interesting twist on where the Speed Force and the Lightning have taken Wally and what his next chapter will look like. There are some stories that capture the vein of history in DC Comics and mirror it, and then in doing so are, are filled with that wonder and delight. This is one of those issues and a great way for me to wrap up Episode number 106 of the DC Comics News Podcast. Been a pleasure to hang out with you. Talk comics for, well, just about 30 minutes. All the comics that were coming out this week, May 18th, 2021. I hope you like my choices. I know I left a few off, and, and trust me, they're good. I just went with these ones. You think you've got a different list, a better one, questions, suggestions, rearrangements? Let me know. I'd love to hear all about it. In fact, you can let all of us know everything you're thinking on all your favorite social media pa platforms, panels, and wherever you choose to go. From Facebook to YouTube to Instagram to Twitter and Tumblr, and you name. You see us there, just use the at symbol in DC Comics News. It's capital D, capital C, capital C, O M I C S, capital N E W S. When you do, we'll hear all the thoughts you're thinking, the questions you've got to ask. And we'd love to have a great chat with you about it. Let me know all your thoughts and questions through there. You can also make sure, you know, just subscribe. Wherever you're listening to now, hit the subscribe button you're in. If you're in, tell a friend, tell more. Who knows what happens when our ranks grow? Just what a legion of comic book fans can do when we're well-informed and having great conversations about the amazing books that make us the fans we are. And as a reminder to all you fans, new, young, old, first-time listening, long-time listener, well, it's to always 
read more comics.